This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that would like to remind you that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, especially your wallet after a good night at the strip club. I am your co-host, Yvette Dontremont. This is my lovely, talented, and did I mention brand new glowing dog mother, Alice. Alice, how are you doing? Do I really have that glow? You have that new, that it's the hormones after coming out of delivery. Like, it's, and, and he looks so much like you too. She's, it's so cute because now we're sitting here uh, with our, you know, with our dogs on our lap together doing this podcast. So she now understands my pain of the dog knocking into the microphone every four seconds. You know, I adopted Teddy only a week ago and he stuck to me like Lou and I'm so happy. He's a six pound shorty. So we assume a Shih Tzu Yorkie. Uh, shorty. And he looked I like that. Yeah. So that sounds like it could be a porn term. Oh God, there's definitely a porn star named Shorky. We know it. If you know the definition of Shorky, email us info at two girls one mic. If you're right now writing the definition for Shorky Tweet on it. Urban Dictionary, we need this. yeah, just send it to us. We, we need to know what would be a thing that we could call a Shorky within the sexual universe. I feel like there's got to be a some sort of a, a quickie with a short person. I don't know. Well, it probably is with a slightly shorter person who yaps as much as a Yorkshire Terrier. <laughs> but yeah, Shorky, her pup is so cute. And of course, we're going to have to, our pups are going to be in the same place when Alice comes to visit in a month. So we're going to have pictures of our cute dogs hanging out to throw onto Patreon. Exactly. We're going to have exclusive Patreon content for everybody and so many dicks. Why are there so many dicks all the time on our Patreon? But I guess that's just what people get with us. We do what we can. So we saw a lot of dicks in the porn that we reviewed this week. And we have a guest that we're reviewing it with. So we have Chrissy Mayer, host of The Wet Spot. Hi. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This is thrilling. Thank you for joining us. We love it when, when we can have an FFF threesome. It's a, it's a good day in our lives. Yeah, I feel very safe. For now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also love when anyone calls a conversation with us thrilling because I don't get that. Not even in bed. Why Are you trying to have thrilling conversations in bed? Maybe. Look, this lit novel is not going to write itself. <laughs> the sequel to this podcast, you know, Conversations with Alice in Bed, is not going to make its way by itself. I'm like, what would Dirty Talk with Alice include? Hey, baby, I got a big, thick binder for you. <laughs> for anyone who's new to this podcast, Alice has a binder thing. I used to have a binder thing. Now <gasps> I have... And you threw them all out. I have a Google Drive thing where I pay extra each month because that's how much I write and need that space. <laughs> But Chrissy, so you're host of The Wet Spot. So here we review porn and talk to people within the industry. What is Wet Spot all about? Uh, it is a love, sex, dating, relationship advice talk show on Compound Media. So it was actually the first show of its kind on that network. And also the, it's the first show uh, hosted by a female, me. So it's exciting nice. to be a whole new element to that network. It was, if you don't know, uh, like the background, I don't, do you guys, are you familiar with Opie and Anthony from like the 90s? Yeah. So when Split, Anthony of Opie and Anthony started Compound Media. So they've been around like five years and most of their hosts, they, you know, they talk a lot about like politics and current events. And like, I don't really find those interesting. So I was like, I just saw that, oh, there's like a need for, you know, what we would call the fluffy subjects. And, uh, <laughs> but it's just stuff that I've always been interested in. And the guests will be, you know, like adult film stars or cam girls, comedians, TV personalities, and will answer questions from the fans. They'll either email them in or they'll be there sitting in the live studio audience and, you know, asking questions. And we've done live versions of the podcast at the Stand Comedy Club in New York City. Um, nice. 
just opened its new location in Union Square. And uh, I'm going out to LA in March and I'm currently looking for, you know, ways to do the show from out in LA. If all else fails, we can do it in my attic. Ooh, okay. (laughs) It's a big enough attic. Cool. I found out recently Beck used to live in my bedroom. Shut up. Oh, wait, no, I don't know if he lived here or crashed here, but, but yeah, like it's my house, like the 90s kind of happened at my house. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this before quietly, but one of my roommates is in the Bengals. <gasps> I think that just one of the guys who was uh, who was one of the owners of the house was just in the L.A. music scene. And like every scenester thing in the 90s just kind of occurred here. But like I didn't realize until I lived here because I had friends who lived in the house before uh, that there were just raging uh, bands playing upstairs. And I'm like you know, we could take the space and use it for a performance space. This is a thing that could happen once again. By the way, speaking of Beck, (laughs) have you guys ever heard uh, the song Deborah? No. Maybe. Okay, it is the trippiest lyrics you will ever read in your life. When people always ask me, like, what Beck song I could recommend. I mean, Deborah. the lyrics are, I met you at JCPenney. I think your name tag said Jenny. I cold stepped to you with a fresh pack of gum. Somehow I knew you were looking for some. But uh, eventually goes on that he talks about like, I wouldn't do you like that Zanku chicken. And then he said, I want to get with you and your sister. I think her name's Deborah. Wow. Whoa, that's a, that's a porno right there. Yeah, You know, he was uh, leading the step-sibling uh, trope before we all <laughs> even knew it was hot. It's family-oriented. <laughs> oh. So speaking of Vegas, because I know the three of us are going to be at the AVNs. Ah, yeah. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> we also reviewed a Vegas-related porn. Indeed. The Hangover. Oh, this was... I'm going to go with not one of my favorites, but also hit all the beats that I wanted in a parody. So it, it was solid. So uh, were you guys a fans of the original film? Because yeah. I remember loving it so much that I have to rewatch it again. I never yeah. actually watched the sequel or the third part. No. I loved The Hangover. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that Galifianakis. It was like well cast. Everything was funny. Uh, I think like I was a little bit disappointed in places with this porn parody because it's like, oh, they didn't have a live tiger. You know, they had a, a stuff. Bear. <laughs> that was disappointing. Like, just leave that part out if you don't have a live animal. Budgets. Budget. Porn yeah. budgets. You yeah. know, they blew their budget on hiring Ron Jeremy to be that bear's owner. So yeah. maybe that's where it went. Next time, I demand a real bear. Yeah. So Chrissy, if someone has never seen The Hangover, how can we describe it? I mean, I'm pretty sure so many people have seen it. Yeah, it's like these a, a pile of grown men sort of friends and uh, like the hijinks they get into. Like one guy is um, set to marry that day and they realize they can't find their friend that's getting married. They all go to Vegas for like, I guess, his bachelor party, which is happening, I guess, like the day before he gets married for some reason for hijinks, I guess. And it's basically them. Terrible planning expected of men. Yeah. Life lessons from the hangover. Do not have your bachelor party out of town the day before the wedding. Yeah. And so it's them retracing their steps, trying to find their friend to get him to his own wedding time. Wacky hijinks ensue. Yeah. This was the first porn parody I've ever watched ever, ever. Really? It was exciting for me. I don't want, I probably don't watch a ton of porn by your guys' standards. Yeah. It's like, I I think I just haven't found any that I really like, you know, I'm definitely not against it, but I find myself when I watch regular porn, I just get very distracted. I'm like, I'm like, wow, where's that couch from? Nobody's cleaned. 
like what are they tucking in a like a white sheet into a old gross couch like I'd get very distracted with like I guess the background because the, the I don't know that it's not engaging for me or like that was I think one of the things that spurned this podcast was like I realized I couldn't stop making comments about porn like that were not pertaining to the sex and eventually my husband looked at me like can you just shut up and stop killing the mood I'm like I need an outlet this is funny (gasps) you watched it with him yeah it's I mean if you're not watching porn with the person that you're fucking you need to get on that it's a it's a good time yeah but we uh yeah we watched porn together and I could not stop the motor mouth from going on it. He's like, no, Yvette, the mood. Mm-hmm. When we got our home last year, all I could focus on was, wow, that's amazing grout in the shower during like a shower sex scene. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I clean. totally get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much did that tile cost? Mm-hmm. Things that you get distracted by in porn in your 30s versus your early 20s. Yeah. But to hang over the actual film, what I was surprised to learn was how much it cost to make and how much it grossed. So it actually ended up for 2009 being the 10th highest grossing film and worldwide grossed over 467 million and that's not bad considering wow. it only cost 35 mil to make wow yeah not doing anything that has a ton of special effects not yeah i can see why they could manage to get away with that one with and they got zach galifianakis when he was already famous but not like like that movie kind of turned him into a household name that we still can't pronounce mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it turned caesar's palace into a household name my God. Yeah. does caesar live here do you <laughs> know if this hotel is pager friendly <laughs> so let's talk about the actual porn because so first off I was a little excited getting into this because uh, so this was released in 2013 and it got a number of nominations from best cinematography best editing best parody best screenplay you know I was if anything wholeheartedly disappointed we didn't have best supporting actor for Tommy no no the guy who played Alan I mean, Tommy was great. We had a cameo by Tommy Pistol in this, but Alan was fantastic, whoever played that. His name was like Spock Buckton. Was that the one that was um, having sex with the black girl in like the group scene? No, that's the guy who just made quips, the one who was the brother with all the facial hair who plays Zach Galifianakis' character. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He didn't end up having sex with anybody, right? No. He didn't bang anyone. He was just weird and delightfully so and managed to managed to capture the essence of Zach Galifianakis without doing an impression of him. And I, I dug mm-hmm. that. It was a fun and kind of whimsical out there portrayal of the character. I was I dug it. They casted well. Well, he actually ended up, I looked into it, and he was one of the directors of this film. Oh, and nice. Wow. I looked into what else he did. Apparently, there's an official Jersey Shore parody <gasps> that he directed. Oh, my wow. God. I'm horrified. I don't know if I want to see it or if I, I think herpes will become airborne through the pornography. Like, it will become, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I lived in Jersey, and the. I'm just saying they scare me. Look, in our defense... They were all from Long Island. Yeah, yeah. It just the I lived there months before the show The Jersey Shore came out, and I thought that like the you know the Guidos that was kind of a stereotype. And then I was at the, one of the casinos partying one night. It was like a convention of them all with the spray tans and the spiked hair oh, and yeah. the goddamn overly manicured like shaved eyebrows. It was very mm-hmm. weird. People think that's attractive. You know who am I to judge? <laughs> Our national flag is the cheetah print. So. 
Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just was so excited from some of the writing that went into this. But let's start from the beginning. By the way, this film actually had some big names, too. It had uh, Lexi Bell, Kimberly Kane, Dana DeArmond, Misty Stone, James Dean, Tori Black, and of course, a cameo by Ron Jeremy. Which didn't really need to happen. I feel like he didn't really bring that much to it. I know he's like a famous dude, but I'm like, what is he bringing to it? Other than, oh, it's the guy. It's LA. They could have literally asked anyone. Yeah. It's kind of like with Marvel movies. Every so often, you got to have a cameo by the godfather of the genre. Yeah. I would have been more impressed if they had someone who wasn't porn related doing that cameo. Because in the original, it's Mike Tyson. You know, they could have just asked Mike Tyson. He probably still would have done it. (laughs) That'd be awesome. For some reason, John Lithgow popped into my head as someone who would be fun to yeah, get that from. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like both, he does both uh, kind of villainous and uh, comedy deliciously well. I, I just, and again, he seems like someone who would be like, why not? I've done everything else. <laughs> so it opens with Phil and Tracy arguing on the phone. You see the background where the guys are in the classic opening scene. You know, they're trying to get their shit together. They're arguing and trying to figure things out. And Tracy's like, you got to get my uh, fiance over here. We're getting married in four hours. Yep. It's uh, so same setup as the original as we see kind of where they're going to be, you know, partway through the movie when when all hope is lost after their hijinks in Vegas. After that, we go pre-mayhem where it's the very beginning of the movie. And what's really nice, actually, what I really appreciated with this film is they followed the parody basically step by step with the movie. You know, they recreated or at least tried to recreate all the classic scenes. Yep. Yeah, my only like complaint was like when they did that, and maybe this is jumping around too much, but like I was taken out of it like a major way when they did like the hospital scene. Like, oh, have you seen our friend? And they're just in a hospital room and there's like no kind of like you can't tell me they didn't get any kind of a reception desk. They couldn't have gotten some kind of uh, like entryway hospital. Room. Like, oh, like we just open up and she's in a in a room with a patient like that would never happen, even in the worst hospital. You'd, you'd have to talk to somebody at a desk first. And they're like, oh, this is an old man. Like, let's like, I don't know. Here's the thing. When they were zooming in on the old man's face at first, I thought it looked like he was being jerked off by the doctor because he's making this Uh. kind of like (laughs) eyes rolling back in his head facial expression. And I'm looking at him going, is she jerking him off under that sheet? Because schwing. (laughs) Yeah, because customer service. Yeah. (laughs) I thought for a second they were going to have sex on the old man, but we're definitely skipping too far ahead. Yeah. So. Before they get to eat, we get to a hospital scene. We start off with Alan and Doug. And of course, I thought, again, I knew I was in for a good time when Alan starts off with, do you think these pants make my package look okay? You don't think it makes it look like a vagina? It's seriously, man. We're family now. <laughs> yeah, We're family now. We're brothers. I mean, in porn universe, this is appropriate. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That is canon. It is. This is a beautiful moment of fusion between the porniverse and the comedy universe. And when Tracy comes in and he just like, oh, yeah, we were just doing guy talk, you know, cutting things, transformers, throwing hobos into chasms, you know, hand grenades. (laughs) I think he said uh, transmorphers, which was even better. Oh, yeah, you're right. Transmorpher like in a car. Because they're called the actual things or transformers. So instead, he just I I don't know what what the logic was on calling them transmorphers instead of transformers, but I like it. Now, one thing that I started in the very beginning, I was like, wait, I need to Google this. So. Before we get to our first sex scene, it's basically, which is just Tori Black getting herself off. Okay, sure, whatever. I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is 
So she's talking to her fiance and he's basically saying that, oh, well, I'm crazy horny. I'm getting blue balls, uh, you know, the testicles, they can rupture. <laughs> yeah. I was looking into that. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. So here's the thing. It definitely is not a thing. About, oh, no. Okay. It's not a thing where the testicles can rupture, but blood buildup can cause pain. It will go away, the discomfort. And by the way, blue vulvas are real too. Wow. Hashtag equality. <laughs> so whatever genitalia you have, just know that if you have an actual feeling of ache or heaviness around the clitoris vulva or your penis. If it lasts for four hours, call your doctor to brag. <laughs> but do you guys know why they're called blue balls? Ah, uh, I know. I, I feel that there is a uh, partial urban legend to it and partially that people think that blood stays in there and turns it blue. Right. Well, there is some evidence that a prolonged erection can cause some of the oxygen in your blood to be absorbed by the tissue in the genitals. And when it's absorbed, it can be a tint of blue. So... Hmm. Partial true, but definitely not like super sky blue. But the punchline <laughs> on this is that it will go away. It's a boy. <laughs> That's how we're doing gender, gender reveals. reveals. Yeah. Oh my God. The point is I wanted to have a conversation on blue balls. So. But the punchline is that they will go away if you wait long enough. So I'm just saying, I rarely take the opportunity to turn down the dick that is offered to me. However, the reason of, of I have blue balls, you have to help me out with this pain. It is not valid. Tell him yeah. to wait. Yeah. Tell him to think of B. Arthur and wait. It's a trend. <laughs> so they get the car. Phil's in the back. He's had a shitty week. Alan proposes borrowing his dad's car. Very canon. <laughs> and then we kind of cut to nerdy Stu. And in the original film, he had a very controlling girlfriend. She comes into the room. He's packing boner pills. Now, why do you need boner pills for wine country? I keep telling you, masturbation isn't gay. Valid question. Yeah, that's a valid question. It's like any woman would be upset. Be like, wow, you're about to cheat on me. Great. You know? Yeah. It's like, I, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't expect there to be condoms like packed by the bucket full into my husband's bag if he's leaving for a week. I would ask questions about that. Not inappropriate. How does she resolve this situation? She takes the entire bottle. Like, here's the thing. No matter what the thing is, don't take the entire bottle. I say this to someone who there's a video of me taking an entire bottle of homeopathic sleeping pills, but that's because there's no drug in them. Anything that has mm -hmm. drug, don't take the whole bottle unless it's a bottle of one, maybe two. Wow. I was really nervous for her. I was like, what's going to happen? She going like, to pass out from eating all these pills? It's... It'll cause a heart Not good. something. I was actually trying to figure out what would happen if a woman took Viagra. And apparently there is some research to show that 42% uh, of women who take Viagra, you know, report increased satisfaction during foreplay mm. and sexual intercourse. Blood flow. Here's a question. Is this placebo controlled? Yes. <gasps> so what's the percentage above placebo? 28%. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Okay. So a year ago, and this is something that I heard, it was more than a year. Uh, Dan Savage was talking about this on the Lovecast, this drug called flabanserin. I just, I love flabanserin. Is, is there anything with the libido so sucked out of it? It sounds like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> oh my God. We need to come up with a good Dr. Seuss rhyme for flabanserin. But 
they try to find something. And this is kind of a thing that happens in drug discovery is you'll find a drug and you'll figure out, okay, it's safe. What can it treat? And they hunt and peck and look for something that it works Mm -hmm. for better than placebo. And it was kind of a failed antidepressant. And then they landed on it being a thing that can help out women who want to feel more aroused and don't. And they found that compared to placebo, it could maybe give you one more satisfying sexual event per month. Uh, And there were so many side effects and limitations. You can't drink with it. And, you know, here's I've recently seen ads out for it on Facebook, uh, which I'm sorry, it's just gross that we're advertising uh, medications anyway. But there are ads for it and they have the comments shut off. And it's like, like you can't even go and ask. It's just the comments are completely locked. So go look up Flabanserin. It's F-L-I-B-A-N-S-E-R-I-N, I I think, or C-E-R-I-N. But anyways. Actually, it sounds more like one of Santa's reindeer, like on Vixen, on Flabanserin, (laughs) on Connor. It's either a, a reindeer or a, a heavy metal band or a piece of furniture from Ikea. <laughs> Get yeah. the flabanterin. It'll be <laughs> fine. I'm fairly certain I've seen that shelf system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that would get me organized. I need some flabanterin nailed to my wall. I'm pretty sure that would get me hard. <laughs> the organization that is. Oh, yeah. All I have to tell you is, hey, Alice, I've made a schedule for myself today. Wait a minute. Hold on. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. My New Year's resolution has been to get more organized. I've been getting a jump on it. And yeah, I keep a schedule for myself now. So here's the thing about Viagra, though, about women taking it. So first off, it seemed to work best in women with sexual arousal problems who had previous satisfying sex lives. Way less effective in those who had both arousal and sexual desire problems. And it's actually a really common misconception that the pill, you know, it doesn't actually boost sexual desire. It boosts your ability to have the blood flow to the area that needs sensation if you already have the desire. Now, that said, no one knows what the potential long-term side effects might be for women consuming it. So... We're a podcast. Don't listen to us. We seriously are not scientists on this. Yeah. Don't go to your doctor and say, I heard it on a podcast that those girls from Two Girls, One Mike think that we should take this when we have a no libido. No, no, no. I think it should be researched more because flabanserin works like very, the amount it worked more than placebo is very small. If this can help out, that would be cool. Now, it it changes. Um, it's a different thing that it treats, as you just said. It doesn't make you have desire, but it kind of helps if the desire is already there. So I'm curious if they treat two different issues. And, you know, either, in either case, Viagra should be researched more for women if those uh, numbers are true. Although when Stu's girlfriend, after she downed the entire bottle of boner oh, pills, so he asked her a question where I feel like men should absolutely ask me way more often, which is, how's your clit doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. Right? <laughs> there was that time that I broke a Hitachi. <laughs> I think after that, the person I was in that situation with was like, so how's your clit doing now? That is one time when it's come up. How did you break it? I think old age. I have one girlfriend who goes through a Hitachi a year, and that thing lasted a good six years. Like mine that I've had for, well, maybe like five years is just now starting to sound like an old boat. And it gets really, really hot after like, yeah, yeah, like after I've had it on for a little bit. Yep. My plug-in unit was the one that died. Now I have, and here's the thing, that plug-in unit was great because if I forgot to charge the one that I have now that's rechargeable, I like that I could just, all right, we have to stay two feet away from the wall, but we yeah. can make this happen. Yeah. Uh, old reliable. Aw, old reliable. <laughs> As I like to tell people who listen to the podcast, there are a lot of fancy pants vibrators out there. 
an old Hitachi on Amazon will still, and when I say old, I mean the old model, not like a used one. Let's, let's yes. be clear. <laughs> Even the older models of Hitachis, they're 45 to $55. That is probably the best investment you can make in your clitoris. So that when, you get the job done. Exactly. So that when people ask, how's your clitoris? You have a Hitachi. They know. We're like, well. <laughs> now I kind of want to search for used Hitachis on eBay. Ah, no. It's, you know they're there. You know it's going to oh, be just yeah. for people who are like, I got this for my muscles. Oh, I got this for my back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, my back so I can come. Um, sure. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I should totally get one for all the women in my family next year and just call them back massagers. Yeah. Like, didn't you have a sore back? Well, you do now. <laughs> I feel if you just played innocent the whole time and played it straight and was just, nah, I'm, these are these wonderful new back massagers. I saw them at Brookstone. Just went to CES and, you know, this was all rage, you know. This is a bit that we could film. About my parents getting Hitachis? Like uh, a hidden camera, like see who knows what it is. I want to I, I wanna see the reactions while people are quietly going while trying not to react to this back massager. Yeah. You know what? Wait till April. Mother's Day's coming. Oh, my God. Mom, I was just you're always complaining about sore muscles in your back. I thought this would help. So... It takes 40 minutes and we finally get to Vegas and Alan pours the shots. And of course, there's that whole speech instead of, you know, blood oath offers to mash the heads of cocks together. <laughs> Men, if you do this, write in. Which sort of ends up happening later on. Now we all have to mash the heads of our cocks together. No, no, no. He gives that whole long speech and he talks about having uh, them all having guns so big that they can run together. And then at the end, uh, Phil, who's played by James Dean, says, I feel it would be a lot funnier if you just called us the wolf pack. So I love that he tap dances yeah. around wolf pack the whole time. And it's like, oh, we're taking the wolf pack out. No, no, no. Saved last minute. Yeah, that was cute. This is the first time I saw James Dean in anything. And like, I feel like he's been so hyped up in my mind. Like, oh, he's like this big deal. And then like, I was like, yeah, he's OK. I don't know. I guess I get it. He has like an OK pretty good penis but like i don't know i guess like he's not my cup of tea i don't know i have the stakes were so high because i've like heard so much about this guy oh man that's always the worst yeah this is why i um a completely different subject but like i went into the rise of skywalker with very low expectations so it was seemed mm. better to me than i so that is my my theory go into things with bad expectations yeah you'll be less disappointed i liked rise of skywalker i mean like i don't know that's a whole other podcast but oh, like yeah. You did a good job. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it because it's only been out for it's. By the time people hear this, it will have been out for a month. But you should have seen I, it by now, though. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh my god! No, yeah, no spoilers. But I feel that they could have cut out like three mini plot lines, and mm -hmm. it would have been fine. Like they had to do fan service all over the place. Like the last half hour, it was like, why are you cramming six movies into this? Mm -hmm. But like somewhere amidst all that footage was one coherent movie. Maybe. Yeah. But it was just yeah. a bunch of random little things that were not uh, done. Anyways, another podcast. So, yeah. We get to Vegas. Uh, they're there. And then, God, what was the first scene was um, the lady that jumps out of the trunk? Well, actually, the first scene was the doctor scene that, you oh, know, right. where James Dean, you know, has sex with the doctor. But like I said, I thought they were going to have sex on the old man yeah. who was there. So What I liked about this scene is like they had so much activity with their clothes on. Like they weren't just so quick to get naked. I actually really liked that. Like even though I was watching some, skipping 15 seconds, watching, skipping, uh, I was just like, oh, I liked it. Like, the, you know, obviously they're not like really dating, but like it's almost like. It felt like foreplay was happening. 
Cause it's right. Cause like, that's the kind of thing that I want. Like I want a guy to like take their time and like, yeah, play on get me of- lathered up a little. Yeah. Not, not like just be like, let's be, let's just get naked. It's like, yeah. Like let's hearken back to like those teenage years where I was like, yes. Clothing off at a time was a huge victory and it was like several steps and it would take a while. And I was like, Oh, this is like, as for someone who doesn't watch like very much porn at all, I was like, Oh, I, I like how they're sort of like, stringing this out you know you know what you might like for other uh, long form porn that we've seen on here that we really enjoyed was uh fap to the future uh because like it's <laughs> it's half like it's 20 minutes straight of plot then 20 minutes of fucking give or take like number one it's hilarious the puns are fantastic uh and number two the sex was as you just said like took its time we're watching it going are we allowed to be watching it this is like peering in on something sweet and good and i mean you know still nice hard banging sex but like it was watching them making out to start with was just and slowly taking the clothing off oh it was nice but yeah this is a you don't always get it in these kinds of porn well and number three uh michael vega who played cock brown still wears and keeps that rope from fap to the future (laughs) (laughs) and i only know that because i saw him at uh what was it the ex-biz nomination event uh, like two months ago and when i saw him i was like i don't think he's ever seen someone so excited in front of him saying, I loved your work and fapped to the future. The acting was amazing. I'm hoping that we can, you know, eventually bend his arm to get him onto the podcast and I don't lose my shit while talking to him. <laughs> he is a favorite for sure. So although to everyone's disappointment that porn stars in this film are not married prior to having sex, why is that even disappointment? Okay. <laughs> so, but someone is married and that's too. So we get to the wedding chapel and this is where Yvette and I clearly lost our shit collectively, because when we get to the wedding chapel, who is the wedding chaplain? It was Tommy fucking Pistol. And I I, I saw him. I'm like, is there going to be, is he banging in this movie? And the fact that he had just an acting part, I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. We need more of this in the porniverse. I can't do a French accent. Can you guys, you know, in a French accent say, I fucking got you guys? Because I can't. Was the accent supposed to be French? I thought that was a French accent. I couldn't nail down what it was, but as uh, somewhat of a French speaker, it did not sound French to me. I don't want to try to do it because <laughs> I, I'm, I, you know, if oh, you're no. hearing French and I'm wrong and it is French, I don't want to fuck it up. But no, it was a he got himself deeply into character for it for <laughs> the role. I fucking got you guys. You fucking my face right now. <laughs> it could have been Italian. That sounds vaguely <laughs> Ukrainian. Aww. I'm sorry. I can't do it. It's hard. If you have tuned into this porno and you know what the accent is, email us info at twogirlswomike.com. If you know how to teach me how to do accents properly, please email us still because I will hire you. You know what's interesting is because yeah, uh, English uh, is your second language. My mom, same thing. French is her first language. She cannot do accents in English. She can do accents in French, like, but, you know, I can tell you like which town in Nova Scotia someone's from. But like, are there different accents in Polish? from different regions of Poland? Not really. I mean, maybe the mountain people have slightly different accents. The mountain people. I said... <laughs> I was wondering what your first language was, but you do sound like my other Polish friends, like the way you pronounce certain words. I was, so I was like, okay, it was really satisfying to be like, oh, Polish, yeah. I promise I'm not from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of the girls? That they found out that, like, uh, was it Stu got married to this blonde girl who ends up blowing him in the chapel in front of like his buddies. I'm so happy for Stu because his girlfriend was such a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, you go, you get yourself someone who's excited about your penis and you live your best life. 
Yeah, that's true. You know what? I was pretty happy with it. You know, Lexi Bell was fun. She was sweet. She enjoyed the role. You could clearly see she was having a good time. And I feel like at this point, I've seen so many bad performances where you could tell it's like, I don't want to be here, but I'm going to just read lines. Uh, Yeah. 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 I'll take it. It's like, it's a day's work. No, no, no. I want, it's, I feel like these are labors of love for the fans of the original. So when I see that there is excitement behind it, and that seemed to be pretty much the case for everyone in this cast, everyone seemed to be really into it, which was delightful. It was the last scene, like the group scene that I was watching going like, wow, they're working hard. Like this is a full day's work. Like (laughs) Most of these scenes, everybody like was getting sweaty, you know, like you could see people sweating through it. I was like, they're working hard. There's some hardworking women in this movie. These are professional fuckers. Yeah. So I know we're going to get to that scene, but I kind of want to talk about it for two seconds because you know how in the original they uh, think that uh, what's it called? Their friend Doug is the one who's being held ransom. Yes. And it turns out to be a guy who's totally different, who's African-American, who's also named Doug, and it was just a drug dealer. Okay. In this film, prior to them making the exchange for Doug, they saw she had tits and a female's body. What? Yeah. You know, in the porn universe, you got to just suspend disbelief. No. Yeah, this is Doug. Sure. She participated in the orgy. That doesn't, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not okay with that. I'm suspended disbelief really hard. It's like, oh, she participated in the orgy, put the mask back on and then, oh, shock, she's not Doug. No. Yeah, I'm not buying that either. It's like, come on. You know, maybe the roofies hadn't worn off yet. Mm-hmm. No, no, there is no excuse. Like, I, we can suspend disbelief to a point, to a point in the porn universe. I will believe fucking the doctor and dragging an old man out of the room to fuck that doctor way before I will believe this. Like, if they're going to have a chick, at least have her dressed in, like, baggy clothes or in a way that, okay, it's possible this could be confused for a dude. Right? Not, like, in a short dress where her legs are showing. Yeah. Where it's obviously, this is a girl. Yeah. By the way, at the end of that orgy scene, I don't know if you guys caught it, but Alan's in the back. So the ladies are doing something very porny, which is sharing cum, which is always weird and kind of gross for me. Well, it's the first time I ever saw that. Just, like, such a newbie at this stuff, but that's... I was like, oh, I don't know. It did something to me. That like the first of all, I was like, because I was skipping through it. I was like, where did somebody get gum? I'm like, oh no, they're blowing bubbles with. Oh yeah. And I was they like, were- ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, I was like screaming, and then like spitting oh, it back and forth, and I was like, oh my god, it was like that was the next level for me. Like. It wasn't too crazy for me, given all the stuff that we've seen uh, doing the show. But like at the same time, that ain't my kink. I was not there for it. You know, some guys are really into that. And I just, I, you know. Who blows bubbles with semen? Those girls do. We're going to quote Alan on this when he like in the back, he's shouting, what in the world are you girls doing? Yeah, that was so funny. Like, what are you doing? And I, when I see things like this, like in porn or just in life, I watch fascinated because I go, okay, immediately I'm not into this. And I just watch it like, wow, imagine who's into this. Like, I, I, I think like, it's amazing this kink exists. Like, it's a 
think that there are people that really love this. And I just like, then I kind of watch it from an academic standpoint. I'm just like, what could be so great about watching this? Like, what what is the thing? You know, I mean, like myself into the mind of somebody who who's into it. Someone has to have this, uh, this fetish. And I, I know this because I had a, dated a guy who joked that, you know, to the question of spit or swallow, he preferred the answer gargle. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I... Was he a dentist? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, electrical engineer, uh, but he wasn't that kinky. So wow. I think he just liked to joke about that. But that, you know, maybe, maybe that was a fetish that like he never actually shared with me and was only comfortable joking about. But, you know, live your truth. There's porn out there for you if gargle is your answer. Holy oh, cow. Yeah. You know, we, we've already learned about fake cum on this show because, Chrissy, I don't know if you were aware of this, but for some of the stock images that they have on the advertisements, they uh, actually use Cetaphil okay. for those still shots okay. because it looks just so much like cum, but it's easy to clean up. So I'm really hoping that one day we find out it's like some sort of like bubble gum and not semen. I don't know. You actually no. can make your own. You heat up. Um, it's like water, cornstarch dollops of sour cream, a couple egg whites, and then like salt to taste. I'd rather just use cum. That sounds horrible. <laughs> just give me whatever they're using for, for the bukkake porn. They will cook some of that up, right? So that, right, if they're doing scenes and the guy doesn't make enough, they can just, you know, throw some of that on the poor girl. <laughs> just make sure it's not scalding hot when you remove it from the pot. Yeah. Make sure you can stick your dick in it and then it's it's the right temperature. Oh, wow. Oh, this reminds me, actually, speaking of homemade semen. So <laughs> as one does. Yeah. So when we first started doing the show, I went out with a porn star and she was telling me how she was doing futinaria type porn. And Chrissy, are you familiar with futinaria? It sounds Japanese. It is. <laughs> so it's where beautiful women have just massive penises like. Oh, OK. 16, 20 inches. Like it's clearly fake. OK. So. This porn star was telling me that she wasn't feeling so great that day when she showed up to shoot, and the director was making homemade cum on the stovetop and added some lavender oil drops. No! So, yes. Ah! Wait, why lavender? To make her feel slightly better, so that way it just smelled nice. Wow. But the best part is she was telling me how um, they did the shootout scene so it looked like ejaculate. Mm. Do you know what they used? A squirt gun? A Nerf gun. Nice. <laughs> like a super soaker. I feel that would be a, an interesting, like, you know, if one day we're having like a two girls one like festival, we could have laser tag only with, you know, Nerf guns full of fake cum. Like, you know, for the first annual two girls one Mike games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Super soaker tag. It's like the Hunger Games. Yeah. The Hunger for Cock Games. The Hunger for Cock Games. Yep. But let's talk about also that whole subplot with uh, Ron Jeremy. Because yeah. that definitely contributed. So why do we meet Ron Jeremy? We meet Ron Jeremy because it was his bear that was in their bathroom. So they stole Ron Jeremy's bear, which is this massive statue of a bear. But we find out from Ron that he was using it because he was smoking bear meat for the last three years. And that's, I feel like, way too long to... Can you smoke anything for that long? I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't know how well the meat's going to hold up when it's just, you know, gristle. But it was just interesting that they said he was smoking bear meat when this is a whole stuffed bear. And it's presented as though it's either an alive bear or a bear that's being smoked. And it is a stuffed bear that is taxidermied. 
This is not. Yeah, it didn't really work for me. I was like, uh. You know what they could have done is gotten a, a, a kitten and called it a tiger. And that would have been funnier for me. Yeah, that would have been cute. Get a little black cat and say that there's a panther in the room. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> I would have bought that. This is why I need to be an auteur of, of porn. That's, that's what I want in life. <laughs> See, this sent me on a rabbit hole of, well, how do you smoke bear mead? And my favorite part is... <laughs> I love that you that you're like, I need to research this for clarity's sake. My favorite part is I got into a forum where people were talking about smoking bear meat and someone was asking for tips on it. And someone else replied with, well, I Googled smoking bear meat. Hope this helps you out. And then they posted, they replied with the literal link, like Google search bear smoking bear meat. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't know how to Google. Wow. That is some boomer level shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, in case you man. haven't heard of Google, this is a link. Like, as much as I think the let me Google that for you site is snarky and douchey in all cases, it's like, you know, I, I wish there was a way to let me Google that for you, putting like, at, you know, the douchiness level of just putting the Google search for someone presuming they have not heard of Google. <laughs> I did find out, though, that bear meat can be cooked like pork because both have very high fat content. However, they both also carry a parasite called, I think it's something like trichinosis. Trichinosis? Where, trichinosis, yeah. So it has to be cooked at an internal temperature of 170 degrees Fahrenheit. Ah. Yeah, so uh, fun bear meat facts, I guess. I, I recommend if you're going to have bear, having it in a stew because it's gamey and it will get the gaminess out. You're welcome, or I'm sorry for that recommendation. Oh, and we also find out that Ron Jeremy is a cannibal and an alien and can play a sandwich like a banjo in this film. Yeah, there's a lot going on with him. None of which were necessary. No. He could have yeah. just up and been like, ta-da, it's Ron Jeremy. Like, he didn't need that complicated of a backstory. No, it's, they turned him into the man, the myth, the legend, but mostly the legend. <laughs> Yeah. The myth, the mythology. The myth, the myth behind the legend. It's like, I've heard you, can he actually suck his own dick? Or let me phrase that. Could he before, you know, turning into the Ron Jeremy that we see today? The kind of melted figure of a human. Yeah, he's very melted looking. Ugh. Yeah, he's. I mean, was he really sucking his own dick or did he just have narcolepsy on set? <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. Could have done with less of him saying, I'm going to come back here to eat your flesh with a nice Chianti. Yeah. That was a bit much. But maybe, you know, maybe that's their version of like fan service, you know. Oh, good call. And let's see. So he gets his bear back. He uh, says these three delicious. And I don't know why he's obsessed with calling the guys gay. Those three delicious homosexual yeah. were true to their word and returned my bear. And OK, so here's a kicker. What I also didn't understand. So he's Ron Jeremy steals thirty two dollars off these guys. Collectively, <laughs> they all had thirty two dollars. That's all they. Them. Yeah. These professional men, presumably of working age. $32. Now, the kicker is in the original movie, it's $80,000 is the ransom for their friend Doug, which Alan ends up earning back at the tables. Now, in this, it's, hey, 32 bucks. If you don't have it, we could just gangbang and we'll call it even. <sighs> yeah, you know, I dare you to find me one man in Vegas that will turn down that as a way to get out of some gambling debt. Yeah. And first of all, that was not a $32 gangbang. I would say that that was like at least a $500 gangbang. Everybody put in, clean up, you know. I mean, there has to be a maid service included, right? <laughs> yeah. Turn down service, mint on the pillow. Turn down, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But uh, overall, this wraps up really just exactly like the original film where, you know, they're able to find their friend on the roof. They end up going to the wedding. Stu ends up dumping his girlfriend, who we find out broke the world record for triple penetration. How do you do that? (laughs) And she also went to medieval times and blew both the knight and his horse. Look, as from a person from New Jersey, you do that. You do what you have to. Find me one girl from New Jersey who hasn't uh, blown someone from medieval times. Find me one girl who hasn't. And if she doesn't think she has, she actually has and just doesn't know. And the slutty friend has done him and the horse. There was a girl in that group scene that was doing double penetration. I hadn't seen that before in in a porn either. I was like, wow. I'm like, where are they going? You know, I got to admit, I've seen triple penetration porn and it's uh, it's never not a little jarring to what you're like. Part of you is just in awe going the physics, the physics of this. They're bending space time. These like men must be so comfortable. Like they are the kind of guys like, oh, yeah. Our stuff can touch, and I'm not going to be squeamish about it. I applaud this, and I request more of this. Man, it's okay. Your junk can touch. It's cool. Yeah. I just kind of want to know at that point, when you have triple penetration, is it just really more for show for the camera, or is there any comfort? Is there any enjoyment at that point? Because there is so much coordinating going on. Yeah. It's like watching pistons going one at a time slowly at that point, because otherwise, <laughs> like, something's going to slip out right. of place. Yeah, I, I, I like the scenes where, like, it was a little bit slower. Like, I don't I don't like watching a lot of, like, super hard, super fast, because I've been on the receiving end of that. I know how that feels, and it's like, so it's not enjoyable to watch that happening to, like, somebody else. I'm just like, ugh. To me, I don't see how that feels good. This is why we have many kinds of porn, because there are people for whom the gonzo porn is not it. So that said, I mean, I'm personally really excited about Alan, a.k.a. Spock Buckton's other work. Uh, Apparently, he also made and worked on um, a Deal or No Deal parody. What? I didn't know this existed. And Revenge of the Nerds. Hmm. Is it rapier or less rapey? (laughs) I would see Revenge of the Nerds. That sounds fun. It does sound fun, but that's a great point. More or less. Mm. I mean, I don't think anything can outpace, you know, the uncomfortability of Debbie Does Dallas. So. Oh, my God. I still have nightmares about that. Is that like a, a bad one or a good one? So Debbie Does Dallas, they say right in it that the girls are that are having sex are 16. Uh, nowadays in porn, I don't know if it's all uh, porn you or not. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't. You have to state that they're over 18, like if it's kind of barely legal type porn. But oh, wow. Like, they said right in there that the girls are 16. And like it was stuff that would get any man fired for like straight up sexual harassment, the things that they're doing. Like, and it's, there's a difference between, you know, sexy crossing, you know, pushing bound and like, what was like, this was just gross and weird. And I, I think with, you know, 1970s eyes, it didn't look that bad. And now we're looking at it going, what? And, you know, we saw this after we'd seen a ton of porn for the show. So yeah, it was pretty jarring. Wow. So what I'm hearing is in the next 50 years, the porn's only going to get so much better. And we're going to look back on this time and be really critical. <laughs> we're going to look back and be like, we ever thought Fab to the Future was okay? We were naive. <laughs> Baby critics. So do you guys have any final thoughts on this? I mean, overall, they wrapped it up really in line with the actual film. Let me put it this way. If you were someone who 
watched The Hangover and then wanted something kind of in line with The Hangover following yeah. the same thing, yeah. I would say the, the parody did it justice. Very much. Yeah. Like yeah. You'd see a lot of similarities. If anything, it might have been like too much. Like, I feel like, okay, I was like, it felt like a long movie, but I don't know if that's typical for porn parodies or like porn in general. It just was like, oh, wow, they're really like doing scene for scene, which, you know, from a parody standpoint is good. So they were thorough. Yeah. I like that. I like that they did enough paying homage to the original and getting the same beats of the plot. Well, still, like whenever they could cut out and be like, instead of this thing that we're going to do at a instead of being at the poker table, we're settling this with banging like it's anywhere they could yeah, yeah. substitute something up for sex that seemed to fit with the flow of it. They did that pretty well. And I think James Dean was really good as the Bradley Cooper character as Phil. Like it was yeah. uh, that was a solid casting decision. I, I think that. Everyone was uh, solid. And I loved at the end, the pictures on the phone. I thought that was a cute addition. And I the, oh, did you guys? Yes. Yeah. yeah. At the end, because remember in The Hangover, they have they had no idea what happened the night before. And finally, for the end credits, they find the phone and they're going through the pictures. I just want to know how much fun they had recreating like all the different scenes yeah. from that for the pictures. It was cute. I really liked in the last scene, in the group scene, I really liked the two women that like started out on each other. Maybe that's just like me discovering I'm into like girl on girl. We'll see where it goes. But like, I just thought like, I'm like, oh, they're being oh, yes. so nice each other. I'm like, look at that. <laughs> being kind. <laughs> Lady porn is softer. <laughs> I was like, no one's getting injured. <laughs> Lady porn is not out to bruise your tailbone. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's uh, like getting their cervical wall pounded. Oh, I've been there and no. It's the worst feeling. You're like, blah. Like, I'm, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had a bruised cervix. I have. Um, don't recommend it. And guys, if you think you you should be proud of that, not if your lady is in, turned over in pain. Yeah, yeah, no. It's not pleasurable for anyone. Somehow Dredd manages to get into many a small human. And as he said when he was on the show patience mm -hmm. go slow ease it in even someone with something with a member that large enough that we've made dick jokes upon dick jokes about it for its largeness can work with their partner on that there's never a reason to bruise a cervix yeah no. there's my psa there's never a reason to bruise a cervix the more you know look until cervix transplants become the norm you have one. Treat it with respect. <laughs> yeah. You're stuck with this junk for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think all the ladies worked really hard. It was good. It was good. It was like fun. It was like, it was very creative. They were very creative with the sex scenes, you know, like a lot of different oh, yeah. stuff going on. Maybe they should have gotten the bear involved into one. Look, all I know is after this, I just want to do more Googling on smoking bear meat. <laughs> I'm almost shocked that there wasn't somebody jokingly humping the bear. Like, for like, oh, like yeah. I feel like the Zach character. Exactly. Like, in the background, like, still with his clothes on, just like, you know, making out with the bear. I feel like that's an addition I would have. Like, there are little things that could have just been tweaked just a bit to make this better. And I'm disappointed when I see that because I'm like, they, someone should have been thinking about this. Yeah. They were creative enough to get this in there. I also appreciated the variety in pubic hair. Yes. I was like, wow, good good for you guys, you know? It is a new era in which pubic hair is, we have variety again. It was like a decade of nothing. And that was 2012. Yeah. 
What do you guys consider to be like the pubeless era in porn? 90s. I would say late 90s to late 2000s, like the era mm-hmm. post the thong song uh, kind okay. of, I, I think, prompted that. And slowly, like the last decade or so, it's just kind of slowly come back in. So like there's there are people that have it all up, but most like we're, I'm seeing a lot more like short bush on people and it's we'll never truly know how much cisco and the thong song contributed to that mm-hmm. but we <laughs> this can is speculate. very true i like a good bikini wax as much as the next person but i also uh i'm digging the you know the 70s bush era it's nice yeah it's nice that it's like oh this is people don't feel like they have to have it one way that's how i feel about shaving my pits you don't or are you just like it's optional. Yeah. We only started shaving our armpits like around the turn of the century uh, or about 100 years ago. That wasn't always a convention. It was a way for Gillette to sell more razors. But at the same time, wow. I'm fine with that convention. I know that sounds a little conspiracy theory. I said it was all to get there was no reason. for. But like it's I, I don't know. I just find under our hair not a thing that I want to have. Yeah, I feel better when I don't have any. It's itchy. Yeah, and I mean, I know there was someone, I feel like there were a handful of Instagrammers or, quote, influencers who were trying to diet and make it a thing. Oh, yeah, Um, no. Dying my hair is hard enough. Why the pits? That feels like too much effort for something that I, like, that's not a place that I want to beautify. No, yeah. That's a place for maintenance. Wait, what if it was? What if we could change it? Yvette, what if we did? What if it was you and I that changed this entire thing? What could we do to make our armpits like, you know, <gasps> glitter dreadlocks, <laughs> glitter dreadlocks, <laughs> glitter dreadlocks with uh, Christmas balls hanging out of them. <laughs> you know what? It's past Christmas season. We're going to be wearing that till what, July? Like uh, oh how God. people normally leave the lights up. Oh, Wait, yeah. What if we put lights into there? Here's a question, guys. Uh, and Email us. I want to answer them this. If there was a woman that you otherwise had every reason to want to fuck and then you see that her armpits are, aren't shaved, would you ever be like, nah, I'm out? I, I'm curious about that. Yeah, I think it's someone like, oh, she missed a couple days. But I think... I don't know. I feel like a lot of guys would be grossed out by it, which was really unfortunate. But maybe it's just the guys that I know. I think for most guys, they wouldn't care. But if hypothetically I was, if, you know, just in general, if I was about to sleep with someone and then they lifted it and they, I saw blue armpit hair. Yeah, yeah, that would. In dreadlocks and glitter. I have questions (laughs) myself. So that would be a bit much. But it's like if someone just had armpit hair like normal natural grown i i wonder if that's a deal breaker for anyone if they're mm-hmm. if they think no i could not do it or if they get to that moment of course they're going to have the sex you know what run this experiment try it out see just whatever you're doing with your pubic hair change it and see if there are any complaints yeah good and idea. if i ruin your marriage with this i'm sorry i've already bought like a 10 pack of like waxes so it's like i have maybe i have to write out this package and then try to grow it back what kind of waxes did you buy um i've been going to the european wax salon in the city by my day job i've been going there like about five years now okay i thought you meant like buy from amazon oh, at home wax okay, okay. no like no. I, bought, I just bought like a package or whatever like a yeah yeah that's way better i'm a big fan of hard wax if you're going to wax it is the one that is the least painful she thought yeah they do a good job and i like i go like every like four weeks on the dot so i don't know you are a more organized human than i because i just like to have the next appointment ready because i know if i leave it up to me to like look down and check it's like 
you got to hit like the sweet spot because if it's too overgrown, then you have to cut some back. And then if it's like not soon enough, well, there's not enough there to wax in. My favorite poetry on the internet is people describing their waxing salon on Yelp. Oh, <laughs> it is one of the most amusing uh, thing because like, you know, someone is sitting there thinking, how do I tell these people that I had a good experience with a stranger pouring hot wax onto my genitals? Like that's yeah. I, fe- I feel that art happens in the Yelp reviews of, of waxing salons. All right. Well, uh, so speaking of people who leave reviews, we should talk about our Patreons. We love our Patreons. And we have some of them to thank on this week's episode, like John S., Bob Cole, Bethany Nicole, Jeff Peterson, Brian Gowdy, Chris Graffalo, Kelly Frazier, Kevin Bounty, Elisa, Graham Smallwood, Howard Lee, Ole Scheich, Shane Wright, Michael Gadd, Rich Reich, Wendy Cornwall, and many, many others. And by the way, if you want to become a patron yourself and see all of our shenanigans at the AVNs and AEEs, just head on over to patreon.com slash two girls one mic. Hit the subscribe button for a dollar a month. A dollar. A dollar. Dollar. One dollar. Access to extra weirdness. Mostly to pay for the editing for this show. But if we have an extra dollar, we will use it at the crafts table. <laughs> Wait, you mean we will lose it at the crafts table? Correct. Yep. So thanks for supporting the show, guys. So head on over again, twogirlsandmike.com. And Chrissy, where can our listeners find you and listen to you? Oh, follow me on all things on social media, Chrissy Mayer, C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E-M-A-Y-R. Um, watch the wet spot on Compound Media Mondays at 8 p.m. EST. Media.com. I, too, also have a Patreon, Patreon dot com slash Chrissy Mayer. Um, I'll have like behind the scenes content there and assorted uh, vacation photos. <laughs> Still like building that up. Um, so yeah, other than that, and then if, I'm not sure when this is coming out. Mid uh, January. Oh, mid January. So, like, okay, okay. Third so, week of January. Okay, uh, I'll be doing a spring headlining tour. I'm getting all those dates Ooh. as now, so I will be posting that soon um and then just check on chrissymayer.com for all my other dates but i know i'm doing um laugh boston april 28th yeah so i forget the other ones now but yeah it'll be good thanks for having me ladies thanks for hanging out with us this was so much fun i feel like you've really expanded uh like my porn world so and we'll maybe we'll hang out in uh next month in january i mean in vegas I'm excited about this. I, I more more lady sex porn casters uniting is 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 a thing the universe needs. Yeah, I mean there aren't a lot of us, so yes, there's like six. <laughs> wow, we are half of it. Wow, that's it. Jesus. All right, there are other porn casts. We are the original. That is all I will say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. John S., Bob Cole, Bethany Nicole, Jeff Peterson, Brian Gowdy, Chris Graffalo, Kelly Frazier, Kevin Bounty, Elisa, Graham Smallwood, Howard Lee, Ole Scheich, Shane Wright, Michael Gadd, Rich Reich, Wendy Cornwall, and many, many others.